Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. We figured since we've got a bit of spare time on our hands, we'd interview some of our fave celebs and influential figures in the beauty industry and share those interviews with you. Don't forget to subscribe to be notified when a bonus episode drops. Most of you will remember that we did an episode many months ago now with Natalie Fornasia, who is living with stage four skin cancer. And I was scrolling on my Explore feed the other day and I came across an IGTV and I started watching it and I was like, wow, this is just another really young girl that has encountered melanoma and this is really important and I'm so glad she's sharing her story. That girl was Oshina Strawn. So she's joining us today on the podcast to talk about her experience. It's a very fresh experience for you. So can you talk us through what that has been like? I'm sure it was very shocking to find that out. Yeah. Hi, Joe. Hi, Hannah. Thank you so much for having me in. Um, wow. What an experience. I did not expect to go through something like that so young, um, especially being a sun lover myself, I was always quite weary of wearing sunscreen and being out and about in the sun, being protective. The last couple of years I have had a beach umbrella. I've been very trendy at the beach, um, but yeah, still very shocked to receive that news. I um, was just a bit overwhelmed, I guess, when I heard that my biopsy had come back positive. I just went in for a regular skin check and there was a little um, lump on my leg. It didn't even look like a mole, to be honest. It was just, It was just a little red kind of hair follicle. Um, This was back in 2019. And I was just told, no, it's okay. It's just a new mole growing. Don't worry about it. But yeah, being the worry what I am, I just kept an eye on it. And 2020 passed us. Um, What a year that was. Didn't go for my skin check. 2021 was here. I was like, no, I'm going to go in. I've noticed some changes. It kind of turned into just a skin colored bump. Still quite small, probably maybe like three millimeters in size in diameter. So still quite small, but it was changing and it was itchy and just didn't look right. I went in for another skin check and I was told the same thing. Don't worry about it. It's just a new mold. Doesn't look harmful at all. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like it, it's been changing. I've been noticing itchiness, um, redness, and sometimes dryness around the area. Um, even though it is quite small, it was on my leg. It was visible. And I was like, just get rid of it. I just just do a biopsy. What harm can it do? It's one stitch. If it's nothing, it's nothing. I don't, I don't mind. A week later, it come back positive And I was so thankful that my fiance was in the room because that news just kind of consumed me. And I, it, I couldn't really focus on what um, the doctor was trying to tell mm-hmm. me what the next stages were. So very thankful that I had someone else to take in that information. So what actually prompted you to go and have a skin check in the first place? Because I think what Hannah and I have discovered from this podcast is that so many people in their 20s or even early 30s aren't going to have skin checks. So was there something that prompted you or have you always gone and had yearly skin checks? No, not always. So in 2019 was my first one. Um, And I think something that prompted me was that I am quite moly all over, like on my chest and and I am in the sun. I'm an Aussie. I love this. I love the sun. I love being at the beach, doing outdoor activities, love my walks. So I guess one thing that did prompt me was, look, I, I'm out there a lot. There isn't much talk about melanoma in the young, you know, generation, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm just quite aware of my own body, I guess. So 
I guess my own self-initiative did prompt me, but I'm thankful that I listened to my gut in the end. As you said, you know, a lot of young people don't think to go and have skin checks and you and I were chatting on DMs and you said, you know, I don't want to scare people, but it is so important for us to speak about it because it's just that awareness that we need around sun safety. I still see people sunbaking. I still see influencers, you know, promoting a lack of sun safety, which is frustrating because a lot of young people get diagnosed with melanoma and we really need to take it more seriously. So I guess the point of this episode is not to scare anyone, but it's just to really bring awareness to skin checks and the importance of sun safety. No, definitely. I definitely don't want to scare anyone because even myself, like I, I don't want to be scared to go outside and enjoy, you know, the rest of my life. And I'm so thankful to have the rest of my life to enjoy because that could have been yeah. a different story. But I think amongst young people, a factor that comes up is um, the expense of it as well, especially if you do go to a skin clinic. But mm. I initially just went to my local healthcare centre and I rang up and I asked, is there a doctor that specialises in skin? Because um, thankfully in Australia, you can do bulk billing and, and stuff mm. like that. So mm. I wasn't in the position at the time to pay the $100 was to go to the dermatologist. So I went to my skin doctor that was local to me. It was at a GP um, and they did the exact same thing. The biopsy went to the same place and it was the same process from there on. So honestly, like amongst young people, I do recommend to ring up your healthcare health care clinic. Wow, what a tongue twister. Health care <laughs> clinic. <laughs> I can't even say it. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> so with that, so you obviously caught because of you keeping an eye on that mole. You've actually caught it quite early. I guess yeah. we heard from Natalie on, you know, more advanced stages of melanoma. Yes. Um, what kind of treatment have you kind of gone through? Are you still in that treatment right now? No. So thankfully I'm I'm out. I'm recovering. Um, it's all been removed for me. I did listen to that episode on, on Natalie and um, I, yeah, my heart broke that like she mm. is still living through that. That is just, mm. wow, I cannot imagine. Um, so yeah, so I went to the Melanoma Institute in Sydney um, to speak to a surgeon, a professor there. And um, basically she mapped out on my leg how much would be cut out. And she went through my diagnosis. So I had a Clark II melanoma that was 0.3 millimeters, which sounds tiny, Mm. but if it was any bigger than that, like it, you know, was more life threatening. Um, So mine was classified as a thin melanoma. The scar I ended up having from that was five centimeters. So in comparison Mm. to how small it was, it's quite a big scar and it was classified as a ulcerating superficial spreading melanoma. So because of that, um, I had to get the lymphatic mapping done, which um, is the radioactive dye that they insert around the area, um, which then maps out if there was any possible lymph nodes that the melanoma may have reached. I had an ultrasound. This was all done in the same day that I had it cut out. So it was a very overwhelming day. I had an ultrasound. Thankfully, my lymph nodes that it had tracked to appeared normal. However, for the next four years, I have to get regular ultrasounds every four months to um, make sure that nothing changes because in those ultrasounds, nothing becomes detected until it's four millimetres, which in comparison to my original melanoma, is quite big. Mm. I guess you must be glad that that gives you a little bit of peace of mind having those regular checks to make sure that everything's okay. Oh, definitely a peace of mind. And even when I found out that my lymph nodes were appearing normal, I was, um, had that relief. Like I was so nervous going into that because, um, it kind of would have changed my whole procedure if I needed to get those lymph nodes removed as well. Um, Mm. So, yeah, it was a very big day that day. 
And you actually said in your video that there was like a three-week wait in between getting the diagnosis and your first um, appointment with the Melanoma Institute. What was that three-week period like? It was horrible if I was to say the least. Like Mm. I just didn't feel like I could relate to anyone around me and I just felt so much guilt in that lead-up. I still still wasn't sure of my diagnosis. Nothing was clear like to Mm. me. I just... Obviously, I was talking to friends and family and telling them what was going on. And I did have family members. Um, my partner's mom had gone through similar in the same spot on her um, ankle. So she did relate. But back then, they didn't have the technology to pick up, pick up the lymph nodes and, and stuff like that. So it was a little bit of a different procedure. And I'm just glad that, like, I could talk to her and just looking at her scar. And, you know, I, I to be honest, I wasn't even worried about the scar. I didn't care mm. how big it was on my leg. I just wanted that thing removed. So just to talk to people and stuff, it was, it helped, but, um, you know, I still went for a walk and was going, you know, it was still quite warm back in March. So seeing people at the beach rubbing tanning oil on was quite Mm. triggering. Mm. I just wanted to run up and shake them and be like, please, I'm going through like this situation and I just don't want it to happen to you. But at the same time, like, yeah, it it was just quite overwhelming just thinking about like how much my mind was overthinking everything and you just automatically think the worst because mm. you're not given clear information. Mm. Yeah, I was going to ask because you work as a model, yes. obviously you weren't concerned about any kind of scarring at that point. I've seen um, calls home on melanoma do campaigns and things where they show scarring from where people have had to have skin cancers or melanomas cut out and their significant scars. And I guess that wasn't a, a concern of yours going into the surgery, even though it is part of your your job. Yeah, no, I, I'm i thankful. I think the industry has definitely changed and is more open-minded and it was on the bottom of my leg. Um, so I was like, you know what, like there's body makeup now, there's, there's photoshopping. Like if, totally. if brands want to work with me, they'll work with me for who I am. And I think that's a really mm-hmm. important change that this industry has done. Obviously, there's still, you know, your high fashion models, your runways and, and things like that. But um, I've always been more of a campaign lifestyle kind of model. So that, yeah, that wasn't even in the forefront of my mind in that, mm-hmm. in that situation. And how has this whole experience changed your outlook on sun safety? Because you said previously you've been a huge lover of the sun, spent a lot of time outside. So what were your sun safety habits like beforehand versus now? Obviously, this is only a few months since your diagnosis and, and your surgery was quite recently as well. Has your whole, you know, life just flipped the way that you treat the sun? Um, definitely. So I'm currently three weeks tomorrow post-surgery. So, Mm. um, I've only just started walking again because I had to use crutches and everything. So I've, I'm still really fresh. Initially when I found out my, I didn't want to go outside. I think for the first couple of days I was really, really scared, but you know, I don't want to scare people. And that's definitely not how I'm going to live the rest of my life because I've now got more information and I'm more aware. And that's what I want to use this platform for is just to spread awareness on, on that. But my view on sun safety. I was only really a sun safe person if I was going to the beach or if I knew I was going to be outside. However, now looking more into sun safety, I'm now wearing sunscreen every single day, which you, I know you girls will be proud of me for. Um, <laughs> Definitely. Um, yes. I've now got on and I'm sitting inside. So that just <laughs> Great. So I'm very, very sun safe in that sense. Um, I'm definitely looking into wearing more hats and I have been asked on Instagram, I don't think I will ever again like prioritize 
going out in the sun just to do a tan like I used mm. to all the time just to but it's just not a safe way to do it and and I I was aware of that back then I was just obviously being ignorant to the fact that I could uh, damage my skin cells <laughs> yeah a hundred percent I love that you said ignorant because I feel that's how I feel when I'm like you know that it's not good like when I see yeah. these people sunbaking you know that you know what can happen but you choose the cosmetic side of it over the the safety side yeah and I think our generation like we've all grown up you know like being that tan sun-kissed look is like mm. you know the thing to do and doing it natural is obviously better than faking it but in reality that's that's not the case like mm. there is mm. so many great products out there now to give you that bronze look and you don't mm -hmm. have to damage your skin for that you made a point before which I I also kind of agree with which is like you still know like I don't go to the beach and like sit out in the sun I'm the same I have like a beach umbrella but you said like you like to go for walks and still have to live your life I guess but practice being sun safe like I know if I'm up in Queensland like I'll walk at certain times in the day when the sun because when you feel that sun on your skin, you're like, this yes. is not like the Australian sun feels really hot and like you can feel it burning into your skin. Oh, I go into a panic. Yes. <laughs> I feel like, like oh, where's the shame? Oh my God. <laughs> like you can feel, like it is, I feel that it is quite different. Like if you've been overseas, like it does feel the sun here feels like it, it is really burning your skin. Yeah. I feel like even when we were able to travel, even when I used to go to Bali, like it was a mm. different kind of sun. You could be out in the sun all day and you wouldn't feel that intense burn like we do here in Australia. Mm. And I just think it's really important to be aware of that. And the times of the day, like you said, like um, the middle of the day is a killer. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> do your walk in the morning, do it in the afternoon, go for a swim. You can still enjoy the sun in the middle of the day, but just be more mindful of how you're doing it. Mm -hmm. and, I totally and, yeah. agree with that because you just apply your sunscreen every two hours, make sure you're wearing a hat, be under an umbrella if you're at the beach. Like you don't have to change your entire life you, you know you don't have to stop going to the beach but just be smarter about it if you are going to the beach I don't personally go to the beach because I hate wind and I hate sand and you, were, and you said to me the other day Joe, you're scared of the sea as am I I'm, yeah, scared, I'm of the sea, scared, scared of the sea so <laughs> the beach just is not a place for me which yeah. is why I live in Melbourne I don't know if we can be friends guys I don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm really joking uh, um, um so you you are actually a podcast listener, um, yes. which I discovered when I messaged you and you were like, oh, my God. Um, I was fangirling. So, I was totally yeah. fangirling. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought that we'd ask you for a product you didn't know you needed because you obviously would know what that is. I don't need, I don't need to explain the PWDKWN. <laughs> Best acronym ever. Best yes. acronym ever. Most famous podcast acronym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've actually... Um, I've got one for scarring. Obviously, I, I just thought it was very um, relatable in my situation right now. I'd be looking at things I'm going to use to heal my scar as best as I can. So I've got the biology serum, the BF serum, and then the rosehip oil. And I'm using them as a combination on my scar. It's just really high in vitamin C. It's got amino acids and the rosehip is actually like rich in like fatty acids. And we all know it's great for mm -hmm. preventing those scars. So... Mm -hmm. That's my product that we didn't know that we needed. We haven't spoken about biology in a while, so that was a good mm -hmm. that was a good plug. I didn't even ask you to do that. You could have picked anything. <laughs> no, well, I had so many. I mean, I had I had so many things. I've been educating myself, listening to so many YouTubes lately. So yes. <laughs> I've got a lot of products. I'm a big skincare fan, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how I go. I'll keep you guys updated on my before and afters. Please do. So um, since this whole experience, obviously you did talk about in your 
IGTV how you went with your fiance and he was also having a skin check. I assume everything for him. Love that. Came couples, back clear. I love couple skin checks. This is a good date. Yes. Good date idea, Joe. Yes. <laughs> Actually, yes. What a great let's do speed let's dating at a skin check place. I think this could be the next um, campaign as well, yeah. like speed dating at the skin clinic. I'll see if I can get a sponsor on board. Laura Shazay, maybe, <laughs> can join us. Um, maybe maybe a Bumble collab. Yeah, I don't know. love yeah. it. Oh, that yeah. could be a good one. <laughs> yeah. So I did want to ask, like, how did he uh, manage the whole situation? Because obviously for those three weeks that you were waiting for your surgery and all of the information, you would have been really stressed. So how did he support you in that? time honestly he was the best um we've been through he recently went through an injury and everything so the last couple of years we've been on his rehab and everything so when this come up for me I've always been like the the kind of strong one in his situation and and stuff so roles reversed completely he was there by my side um he knew what to do he um as soon as we got home from getting that initial positive result, he sent the fax off to the melanoma, oh, sorry, the fax, the scan. I've never used a fax machine in my life. <laughs> but he sent, he sent all the documents off and um, he was just very on to it. He's like, you just need to ring up, you just need to book this. You know, um, he was, he was going to work the next day and he was like, he gave me a list to do, he wrote it down for me and he was like, you just need to do this, this and this. Um, as soon as you get that done, you don't need to stress about it. And then he took the day off work when I had the removal process done and the um, lymph node mapping and everything. So he was right by my side the whole time and I just can't thank him enough. Like he, he was awesome. Yeah, I think from our um, episode with Natalie, the support system that you have around you during that time is just so important. Oh, yes. But she also said how isolating it felt mm. to not be able to relate to anyone around her, which you've also touched on. Yes, I think, yeah, a lot of people that have actually watched that IGTV that I posted um, have messaged me and they've said, um, I'm going through this or one person actually messaged me saying, I have a friend that's going through this and this video helped me understand the feelings that she might be feeling. And I just mm. thought that was so touching. I was like, yes, like it's really important to understand that that person might be feeling really alone, even though you have, I had so much support and so much information getting thrown at me and people's opinions. And I just still felt so alone in that situation. And being so young, even in the waiting room, sitting there getting like waiting to get it removed, everyone else was in there elder ages mm. and I was just uh, I just felt like I wasn't meant to be there you know sadly it did happen to me and I'm just grateful that I can use my platform and use with your guys help use this to spread awareness and I'm really really grateful for that because it's something I am keeping close to my heart now and I'm really striving to just create that awareness. Mm. Hannah from that episode uh, with Natalie both of us received messages from listeners saying that they had gone and had skin checks and had discovered skin cancers or melanomas from those mm. skin checks. And for us, we were like, that's really scary that that's happened to them. And like amazing that like our episode with Natalie made them go and have that skin check. But it just for us really drove home the importance of that awareness and how important sun safety is, especially in Australia, obviously worldwide, but in Australia, it's mm. much harsher. Yeah, no, I think this episode's a really good reminder for people because I think with Natalie, it's obviously she was a lot further along, but I think hearing this episode is, well, if you catch it, you've obviously caught it really early. So yeah. I think for anyone listening that has never had a skin check or it's been a really long time, 
it's actually just reminded me as well. Like I've had it on my list of things to do. So it's just, you've got to go and do it because if you catch it early, like in your case, that's the best outcome. Yeah. And I think, like I said earlier, like we're so lucky here in Australia to have that access to, you know, great healthcare systems and everything. So we may as well take advantage of it and and get checked. And you know Mm. your body better than anyone else. So if you notice something on your skin and it just doesn't Mm. quite feel right and you've gone to a skin check and, you know, reassured everything's okay, it may be worth questioning it because in your case that could have saved you, you know, a a diagnosis down the track, which could have been a lot worse for you. So if you're worried, trust your gut and get that biopsy. It's literally one or two stitches and you do not feel a thing. Like I promise you it's fine. I've had one done and there's no scar there. Like it's, it was really tiny and I'm, it was negative, but I'm glad that I did it because it is that peace of mind that you get. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you had any advice to leave the audience with on sun safety or skin checks, what would it be? Oh, you've put me on the spot now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I would just say to trust your gut. As you touched on, you know yourself better than anyone and you know your skin better than anyone. If you notice any changes, any, anything minor, just go get it checked, like, and get a second opinion. If you're told that it's fine and you're still worried, like I did get a second opinion. Mm. And like I was in the position, if you are still unsure, get it cut out. Yeah. Totally. Well, if you want to go and see Oshina's IGTV, I'll put the link in the episode notes. Thank you so much for joining Thank us you. today and sharing your experience. I know that this kind of content is so helpful to people, especially around our age. So thank you so much for sharing it. And it's a very vulnerable. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much, girls. I honestly appreciate it. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated.